0: I'll keep this brief. This episode is Ryan Oliver. Ryan is a filmmaker, actor in Chicago. Uh, This episode was recorded a while back, like, oh, a way while back. I thought I lost this on a hard drive that crashed. I was able to recover it. I'm so glad I found it. It was a really fun interview. And uh, enjoy this new theme song. Whatever you do, don't fall.
1: Death has come to your little town. Do you know what the most frightening thing in the world is? They mostly come at night. Mostly. I'm your number one fan. I am the Hi, I'm Jackie. Wanna play?
0: Sometimes. That is better. They're coming to get you, Barbara. They're here.
1: There's not many of me out there, you right. know, like bald-headed, heavily bearded with tattoos, um, but a trained actor. Right. Uh, so uh, if I were to shave my beard, it would like, you know.
0: It would set you back
1: a little yeah, bit as far I, as. Yeah, I have to match my head so I can keep yeah. going out for stuff and you know, it would affect work. Of course. I think it's, you know. Yeah. That's reasonable. No, that's,
0: yeah. I, I've never had it that length. Yeah, pay me
1: to mat, not match my headshot for three months. Or... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then pay for new headshots if you want to audition in yeah. between that time, right? Right. Yeah. You want me to squeeze out a new beard, you know? Yeah. Well, um, so you, you said you're, you're a trained actor. You went to Columbia College? Yeah. I majored in theater and, and I did uh Chicago off loop theater for about 10 years after I graduated. And, um, and then you know, was writing, directing, doing uh, practical special effects for a lot of the theater companies that I was working with. I double duty, and I'd I'd act and then make props and. That's cool. Help the actors bleed on stage better.
0: <laughs> did you Did you pick up those special effects techniques techniques in theater school? Um, yeah, there was a class, okay.
1: uh, yeah, that really helped uh, my trajectory. I had had previous interest, but when they had a, like a proper makeup class that was taught by. Um, Chicago actor, Tom um, Mueller, who's in The Christmas Carol um, for about a decade or so. He's a great guy. And he taught a really, really uh, smart course, which was, you know, sculpting, mold making, appliances, and it was makeup one, two, and three. And um, I had a blast in that course, and it definitely gave me confidence to start pursuing um, more complicated effects techniques. and then I just kept going. Uh, years later when I moved to Los Angeles, I uh, started interning at some effects houses. And...
0: Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. You, you're you from Chicago? Yes. Originally. Mm-hmm. So after Columbia College,
1: you moved out to L.A. or? Uh, after college, I spent 10 years as an actor, you know. Okay. Um, about, yeah, soft 10. Um, just kind of going through the paces and I considered myself, you know, an aspiring actor. Yeah. And then moved to Los Angeles and... For multiple reasons, just kind of hung up the acting code and fell into effects and writing big time. Like most of my library of scripts come from my LA period. I'm not like as uh, prolific a writer as I used to be. It's a different schedule. I kind of write when I need, you know, like when when I'm ready to and when I have the need to or demand to.
0: Well, I lived in LA. I only lived there for a year, and, and you have time. You have time if you're not working. You've got time. So right,
1: you're surrounded by opportunity, and and you don't have direct access to it. So it's like if you're not motivated, then you'll never be. And and I didn't go to L. A. to like party and hang out. I just kind of chilled out with my girlfriend at the time and my dog and holed up and wrote. Yeah, and and um, you know, went off and um, did some side work at um, uh, different effects companies, and I held down a, a a job at Technicolor for about a better part of five years as a digital projectionist. Okay. So I had my that's thumbs awesome. in a lot of different like pies and kind yeah. of, um, can speak a couple different languages from different departments, I guess, but
0: that it's, a, it's a different language. You, it, that's a thing you pick up. Um, so you, you majored in, in theater. Mm-hmm. Where did the, uh, the filmmaking and the, or was it just a passion or did you just pick that up along the way?
1: Um, well, uh, just being a, a movie nut yeah. forever, it was, wasn't the first, uh, career choice that dawned on me mm-hmm. because it's such a overwhelming thing. I think especially when you're like young and impressionable, like 12 or 13, you're like, Oh, I could never do that. You know, it's yeah. real easy to have that voice because it's just like movies are the biggest thing in my world, at least for me back then. And
0: oh, they still are for me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, uh, I just, you know, some of these films, I couldn't believe what I was seeing um, so ultimately as as you grow as an artist, your confidence gets bigger and you're like yeah. you watch enough movies, you see really terrible ones. <laughs> and I <laughs> always had that, you know, inclination that, man, if, if these guys can make a movie, I can do it, you know. And that voice gets bigger and bigger and then you just pull the trigger one day. Yeah. It's not easy. So, <laughs> no. you know, accolades to everybody who finishes making a movie even uh, yeah, terrible ones because it's, like once, yeah, it's
0: yeah. not easy no <laughs> and, they're, and they're expensive they be yeah. very expensive yeah um so when you were a kid watching those movies were those films uh all types of
1: genres was it horror were you it was horror fantasy sci-fi you know anything yeah. that was like uh dipped away from reality yeah. the real world the fantastical the, the fantastique yeah. yes the fantastic, yeah. yeah yeah the darker stuff was like definitely had a morbid, uh, curious pull towards. Yeah. And then, but I was equally like, you know, The Dark Crystal has been like one of my favorite films since I saw it. That was huge, it it was a very impactful film for me because it was just the artistry in that movie. It was like no humans, everything's a puppet or, you know, uh, it's just—it
0: was very different. I mean, I—it's—it yeah. I, I, it, was a lasting impression on me. I was s- scared as a kid, but it certainly wasn't the first scary thing I ever saw. But it's still in my head.
1: Yeah, it's it's Hansen's darkest work. Yes, and, it is. But it, I think it's his most beautiful and like detailed, and it takes itself more serious than anything he's ever done, mm-hmm. even including Labyrinth. I know a lot of people are crazy for Labyrinth, <laughs> yeah. And those films, yeah. uh, they go well together, but then they also kind of don't. Correct.
0: Correct. Right. David Bowie isn't as terrifying.
1: Yeah, it's the music theater, I think, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. element. It's certainly... Bowie's great in that movie. But He's you know. so good. Yeah. He's so good. I He's mean, always good. But duh. Um,
0: what was the very first horror film you saw
1: that you can remember? Oh, geez. Well, I think it was the original. Um, I mean, it depends... You know, King Kong was a big one. Okay, I've, the one like the nineteen seventy-seven. Yeah, uh, but I think when I was a boy, I saw the uh, early '80s version too. Oh, okay. pretty early on. Okay, with uh, is it Jessica Lange? Yeah, yeah,
0: Jessica Lange. Maybe that's the one or, I'm thinking of. Jeff is Jeff uh, Bridges.
1: Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Jeff Bridges. yeah. There was a bunch of uh, The Brood I saw pretty oh, early. Oh, The Brood, on. excellent. because yeah, so I was born in 74. Okay. I saw The Thing very early on, and that's my favorite movie to date. Still, just not yeah, even yeah, horror, a, just your just favorite Look at, film. My, look at my... wearing... wearing we should yeah. mention my... I'll take a my, photo. I'm going to take a photo and post it because it, you... This, were, is, this is, came together pretty recently. It's my like uh, low-key cosplay LARPing battle vest. Yeah. That's a tribute to John Carpenter's The Thing got an Outpost, Outpost 31, 31 patch, and then I've got a Blatant Think patch, and then I have some buttons my girlfriend gave me that are... I love buttons, Think, but yeah. Thing- uh, buttons and it's got like a little wool inner lining that so it's this warm. vest is very typical of yeah. what i think some of the crew at outpost 31 would absolutely
0: mccreary yeah that's that's a that's a great vest you gonna keep adding patches to it
1: no i'm gonna keep it low key there is a dog patch that i oh. saw recently i might put like a dog head on there yeah. but i have another vest that's really heavy and super geeky And
0: yeah no of... i have a, th- a thing baseball hat. i i'm, I'm right up there with
1: you so. yeah my my uh I've gotten a lot of great things stuff in the last year. Uh, my girlfriend has hooked me up with like a great birthday. I had a poster <laughs> that you framed. The special edition soundtrack. Oh yeah, LP that mm-hmm. with the breakaway case. Oh, that's do, so. Do you
0: pretty. have a, a room at home that you just decorate with horse stuff, or is it yeah. just anywhere? And I everywhere? just
1: posted uh, some some photos of my brand new room today because <sighs> I just moved into a second place. I moved twice in the last three months. Yeah, and I found a great spot, and I and I got all my. Uh, your horse swag. I got, I got my room all the, tricked out. Yeah,
0: yeah. is it a, is it set up to watch films in there as well?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's but good, I have. We have. Um. It's a. It's a bigger loft, so we have plans for a proper screening room at the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So you saw the thing. You saw the brood. Uh,
0: two amazing films, certainly. If you're. You're headed down this horror path. Did you come from a, a horror household that they, they supported no. that? Or, no? no. Me neither. Me neither. Me neither. I shouldn't have been watching no, these films. like
1: I, like I snuck peeks at yeah. films when I was like at my grandparents yeah. and yeah. watching like on TV. I would what, sneak you know. it down, yeah. Um, oh, you know what I remember seeing really early? Uh, uh, children. Um, uh, John Carpenter did the remake of, God, I'm having such a brain fart here. The uh, the little evil kids. Um, the blonde haired so, kids. Not in, um, uh Children of the Corn or Village of the Damned. Village of the Village Damned. Of, yes. Yeah, yeah. I saw the original Village of the Damned, the black and white film. Oh right, kid, terrifying. You know, kids come in and like, smash the the teacher with the hammer in the classroom. <laughs> I remember seeing that yeah. when I was a kid. Like in black and white. This right? is yeah. heavy. Yeah. yeah, when I saw uh, yeah. that and The Brood. I remember, like seeing kids that were my age or size attack adults. Children of the Corn, same thing. Yeah, that was always a real trip. Like. Uh, it's certainly eye-opening
0: right. for the rest of the it, world. It's alive.
1: <laughs> <laughs> did, you ever, did you ever see that? Um, yeah, the little um, mutant baby that's born that's- I'm like, familiar like with a it. Really haven't seen it. really aggressive newborn that crawls around <laughs> with fangs and claws. <laughs> An
0: aggressive newborn. Uh, I, you know, I don't think I've ever- I can picture that newborn. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that film, and I will watch it in, in the next week or so because- yeah. That's
1: So yeah, being born in 74 by the time 1980s yeah. horror like started really coming mm-hmm, to its mm-hmm. own, I was just like primed and ready and yeah. and it was like that was those are some of the that was when gore was really
0: uh, Yeah, it's it's my favorite like 70s to 80s um I think a lot of people think it's the golden age of horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I was born in 81 and and the first film I saw was because a, a babysitter just let me watch it was A Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. which was terrifying cuz Eat, it's all about sleep and, and I was remember being up late and and but since then I was hooked. I I, I would seek it out. I would sneak down. I I, I saw Tales from the Crypt and uh-huh. Um Oh
1: yeah, those were huge. Those were huge zones. Yeah,
0: it was like that perfect period though to be a horror fan. And I, I'm kind of seeing it if you were a kid now, like this this new, like uh I don't want to call it a golden age again, but it's certainly it's certainly everywhere right now. Um I mean, I'm doing a podcast about horror because I love it so much. Mm-hmm.
1: It's just one of those genres that's never going to go away. I think a lot of people write it off and think of it really, like, silly. and But there's conventions for it, yeah. you know? Like, is, yeah, there, you- is there a romantic comedy convention? <laughs> Rom-con-con? <laughs> Rom-con-con. You can, you can get, uh, you know, the autographs of... Uh, Hugh, Hugh Grant. Uh, Hugh or... Grant. Hugh yeah. Grant is Hugh, up there. Hugh Grant photo ops. Yeah, he's gonna be wearing his uh, costume from Love Actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, you're you're right though. I mean, although I do kind of feel like it's a secret club that I'm in because mm-hmm. if you talk to people, not a lot of people that you like, you come across like in your daily life. I, I can't imagine a lot of people that
1: I, I in the comedy community or people I've met. They don't love horror. No, some people don't get it. And it's like, it's yeah. okay. It's effort. Sometimes they really like have just a strong reaction to it. No. I'm like, oh, that's great. I love screening <laughs> stuff for those people. Yeah. Because they're willing participants. It's yeah. like, oh, it's a very visceral reaction. Arguably stronger than laughing. I Absolutely. Would, I would throw that at a comedian who would be a horror naysayer. You know, when you laugh, there's yeah. always going to be kind of a ha ha ha. I'm like putting effort in this. When you scream, it's like pure... And it's you're, you're right. You're uh, right. It's more truthful. I agree.
0: I agree. And, and and they have similar setups, but yeah, the 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 scream is a, is a lot harder to get than
1: the laugh. Oh yeah. Um, uh, but richer for uh, when you <laughs> when you can get that.
0: Yeah. So you um, you have made several shorts.
1: Um, well, I've made two, two mid length films. Okay. As mid length, they've been. That been come to know. To okay, be known. Um, you d- you didn't describe them
0: as mid-length. Did someone tell you like this is this time that is well, mid-length. Sh-
1: well, when you're submitting to film festivals, the ones that are mid-length friendly, with mm. say twenty minutes to fifty minutes is a mid-length. Okay, the shorts they like to keep ten minutes and under, okay. fifteen at the most. You know, and some festivals just don't even want. You know, like I, it was hard for me to really get. um a pulse on the merit of my films because I didn't know if my odd running time was um, working against me for not right. getting into some festivals because the way they program them, is just like, it's, you know, it could be great, but we don't have room for it. And then yeah. some other fests were really welcoming of me. But um, yeah, I have two mid-length films. Two mid-length. Get, they're on a DVD that is uh, like a basically a two-part anthology, so you have like a okay. feature-length running time combined.
0: And if that's where people want to – if people want to uh, find them, they're not online? They, not really. The trailers are online? No, I've seen I'm the just trailers. kind of like
1: sitting on them right now yeah. and just kind of making more content. Yeah. It's really hard to sell a short. I took like a quick stab at it. And I, I'm just like always working on so many projects. I just kind of got satisfied. Yeah. And when you like finish a film, it's kind of, kind of get bored of it sometimes. Yeah. I'm you know? no, like seen it more than anybody else and you just want like – You want to move on to the next thing. Move and... on to the next thing. Yeah. But I have a – pretty healthy collection of music videos that oh, cool. I do consider short films. And you have your own production company. Are yeah. you referring to it? It's like really just yeah. a name and it's like yeah. a brand, but I there's you know. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I'm trying to do right yeah, now. Yeah, I, there's not like a, I don't have a facility or anything, you know. Yeah, which would be really cool if yeah. it was a facility. It's funny, here. you kind of like you start to make content and but something that's like not your name or it comes off like a proper company. You just, I get so many people writing me like yeah. submitting uh resumes. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I'm, Music I'm, <laughs> demos, please use my music for yeah. a Oh, movie that's cool though. I mean it is, but um it gets a little Sure. You're like I'm not
0: trying to hire anybody
1: right now. Yeah. Like, I mean I've done that before like oh I've got the script and I want to send it to everybody I can, you know, and you just like pull up a huge list and you yeah. know send out fifty letters and see if see if anything sticks.
0: Sure. Do you um uh, do you like when you Create? Do you keep like a, a small crew? You keep yeah, it like pretty, a small...
1: pretty humble. Yeah, I mean, you um, can. I mean, you kind of do it all. I mean, I've had uh, a day on set where there was you know forty people, I suppose, oh, wow. on set plus, yeah. and then I've had days where it's you know two or three of us, two, three, and the actors, yeah. or you're the actor, or you're doing something that's like puppetry or or miniatures, and it's just you know not that's a lot cool. of people are required, just camera and uh, yeah, depends, yeah. Um every project's got its own variables and requirements, you know?
0: Maybe it's just me being very vulnerable. I prefer a small crew. I'm I'm trying to learn everything myself. And mm-hmm. it's not it's not healthy. You know, you should include people, you should have like a network of friends who can help. But for sure. Again, like a, a lot of people don't necessarily want to work on something that's horror related.
1: Yeah. I don't have that problem. I, I've got a <laughs> you got a got a bunch of horror uh, family. I got a bunch of friends who are like just madmen who are that's like great. Oh, let's do it. Um, not everything I do is, like, horror. Like, yeah, I don't right. think I've really done anything, like, pure horror, probably. Dark, probably dark the mid-lengths are. Yeah. One's, like, a monster movie that, yeah. and then one's, like, a ghost story. And then the other ones are all just kind of, like, out there, just, like, yeah. weird, bizarro. And the next thing I'm planning on doing, which will be my first feature-length film, is, is a biker movie. Oh, cool. And it's not going to be horror in nature. It's going to be more, like, like one of Carpenter's action films. Yes. And yeah. I it'll mean, have gore and very uh, violent situations that'll be yeah. horrifying.
0: Well, how do you feel about um, all of the, the post effects now that you can just add in blood? Do you, I mean, you studied this, so you know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Would you prefer if you were like saving time on, on, on a set?
1: I'd rather do everything in camera. For, oh, okay. When Whenever possible yeah. and cost effect, everything in, ca- you know, know you got it because sure. the, my first uh, film, uh, Air Conditions, like there's was, there was some digital monster stuff at the end. I made really valiant attempts over half a year to like yeah. pull it off with stop motion miniatures and it just wasn't matching, you know, yeah. and I didn't have the resources to get it, and give it give it what it needed. Right. So the, the digital portions of that film did their job and they worked with the practical effects. should always like kind of... I think the digital effects ought to, it's a pretty popular opinion in common, but yeah, should shake hands a little bit and like mesh. And at the end of, of the the picture, not know how the effect was done. That's the absolutely. goal. Absolutely. absolutely. that's like good editing. You don't notice. It's yeah. just there. It's the same thing with effects, probably.
0: Plus, I mean, the other thing is, and I don't think digital has gotten it right either, but it's really hard to pull off uh, fake blood. I mean, I'm sure everyone has their own recipe, digital blood. Digital blood it, I feel like it, they almost have like the color, right. But if you see it on camera, you can, you can tell sometimes they're like, that's just, that's digital. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, it, it almost takes you out of it. But then I've seen stuff with, with, um, you know, the mixture of like the corn syrup, which I love, but sometimes that's the wrong color too. Is there like a secret to it? Or do you Everybody's have Everybody's a-
1: got their own recipes yeah. and, um, I haven't made a batch in a, Probably about a year. Um, a batch. Yeah, and and uh, the, I have some friends that make great blood, and um, I used to just do stuff that had so blood. I've had projects where there's been like you know, multi- gallons 10 plus gallons, <laughs> yeah, and you make it the smartest way. Um, depends how you're going to light. As oh, well. true. There you go. Like yeah. you have to make sure that the the DP is aware of how you want it to look. Yeah. I mean, some directors, I'm sure, just kind of let whatever slide. Yeah. Some people want something specific. Look at, like, the old, like, um, uh, Italian. Giallo oh, yeah, the pictures. Giallo. Yeah. Very dramatic, stylized-looking blood where it's, like, yeah. orangey and violet and and. Um,
0: That's true. You yeah. know,
1: non-realistic, a little bit like, you know, fa- fantasy blood. Yeah. Um,
0: in fact, I think I, I don't know I don't speak Italian. I, is
1: giallo does it mean like isn't that the color yellow? Yellow. So yeah, it references the um, like their their pulp comics basically back then, which were like a, a mystery. Okay. Um, cool. Uh, like novellas, and they were uh, I think printed in yellow. Oh, uh, like covers. that. Yeah, that. So they were so the pictures that uh, kind of derived from. That world of, of storytelling were you know, gotcha, those shallow gotcha. films, yeah. Gotcha. Of which there's a huge library, and yeah. you know, um, I'm not that well studied on it, but you no, know, I'm, I'm I'm a huge fan of a of a couple of the you know the more, the more the more um, well spoken names like Argento, Argento, and Fulci, and you know, yeah, uh, well, Fulci's more of a horror guy, not really Shatlo. man, but the '80s, I think they really nailed it. And then I feel like everything's digital now, so... We're skipping over the 90s, which we should also go back and talk about. Yeah. But, like, a lot of Wes Craven. A lot uh, of like Wes Craven. Scream and that, a lot of, you know... I feel like the 90s... summer, all those... Mo- oh, yeah, yeah. There was, like, a whole... There was a uh, whole slew of, like, teenage... Teenagers, very attractive teenage mm-hmm, characters mm-hmm. who were, you know, dying really... Um, They were trying to get laid left and right. Yeah, it was just kind of like that whole formula. I don't know. I just didn't care about those characters. I think that's why I skipped over the 90s. The 80s was like those groups of teenagers that were getting killed in those movies were different. Yeah. Individuals. Like they hung out with, not everybody was like from the cast of Dawson's Creek. Right. You know, (laughs) which my girlfriend loves.
0: (laughs) I've never seen it, but I'm sure there was some fun elements about
1: it. Uh, yeah, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, so like Friday the third, you know what I mean? Like th- th- those movies, like there was always quirky individuals like yeah. Crispin Glover's character, right? Uh character in a wheelchair and like, oh, you know but, what I mean? There was yeah. like, there was diverse people and the nineties just felt really like cookie cutter, pretty kids. Yeah. Um, or pop stars and, and just, Felt too, um, yeah. I feel like they didn't there, like that trend, there, and I think it was mostly
0: because that the 80s they sort of had, like, even though Jason Voorhees continued on, and I, I sort of feel like the end of the 80s was almost like this weird anti climatic end to the, to the big franchise character. And then I feel like in the 90s they tried to create it again with stuff like Wishmaster, um, and Scream. Certainly, I think Scream was probably the best example that. that kind of worked in the 90s but um yeah I feel like they sort of had this maybe there was it was just too much from the 80s and, they, and it sort of faded away like in a like in a trend but um the 90s in in my opinion it just
1: well the 90s I would say is when domestically our stuff started to get a little uh predictable yeah. and that's when a lot of international horror really started oh, taking yeah. off too so like I think we're speaking about um more domestic uh, horror you're, as we go decade to decade. Yes, but you know, I I just feel like foreign horror is always there's just something in the water over there. Yeah, you know? like uh, yeah, we do a lot of trend setting in in cinema and you know have we, biggest productions and whatnot. Well, there's also a lot of yeah. I just feel like uh, the, no. the indie directors' best bet is to be born in a, <laughs> yeah. outside the states. Yeah,
0: and you're right. I think we probably. We put so much of it out and we sort of just beat it into the ground. Why people should look to, fo- like, uh, South Korea. South Korea has amazing horror. Mm-hmm. Um, France has some fun horror.
1: Yeah, French. The French. Uh, French uh, Martyrs Japanese, is one of my. Korea. Yeah, and, and they've been just running away with it yeah. for forever. And
0: then we try to remake it. And then we and
1: remake then it. We, we it <laughs> yes. You know, like. Yeah, I know. Uh so gross it is so gross (laughs) it's like you know i mean you can't stop that machine that just seems you know they just want to keep steamrolling uh over classic films that it was nothing wrong with it and like oh let's remake it like i just think it's a shame because it kills the identity of the source material oh absolutely it's still really worth going back and exploring and why do that?
0: Well, because they know there's a lot of people who will be like, "Well, I need to see it." It's just yeah, well, exactly. People still see this stuff. We remake it here, and people almost out of just even if they're not going to like it, their curiosity they still go to see it, and they're like, "Well, let me see if they mm-hmm. got anywhere near as good as, say,
1: The Ring." The most criminal example I would say is Let the Right One In.
0: Absolutely.
1: Are you familiar? Oh yeah, and the, and, and a year. Probably to the date after it came out. Let me in. It Feels like it even, let me in. Yeah, the, the American. You know, I mean, Man. they. It wasn't even cold in the ground yet, and it just jumped all over it. And it's like, I don't know. It's like I guess it's a fine film, whatever. It's right. It's, uh, I just didn't see the the merit in it.
0: Right. It's a fine film if you haven't seen the original. Yeah. How lazy uh, are very are Americans? Very. You know, uh, I, I don't want to read. <laughs> have you seen The Train to Busan? It's a Korean film. Uh, There's a zombie film. A zombie film where they're and all like rampaging through the. Absolutely. Yeah, and
1: I guarantee you, they it got will that digital stuff down. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, probably. Yeah, because it was a great film. And Nothing surprises me anymore.
0: Do you watch a lot of stuff online? Do you watch horror online?
1: No. I, I'm not, I, I have to say, I'm not that huge of a consumer of uh, new works anymore. I yeah. kind of. I'm catching up all the time and and i've got a good network of buddies that yeah that turn me on to the stuff i have to see yeah that's and then the there's best some way. things that catch my attention and i've got to go and see mm-hmm. but by and large i'm trying to focus more of my time on creating content instead of like no. absorbing it's so smart you know as a, when you're yeah trying to be a maker of things and and just you know start to feel uh can you swear on this thing like absolutely start to feel a little shitty you know yeah. like uh uh, just watching people um, get their own accolades and, and you know, merit badges yeah. and, you know, sitting around eating Juju <laughs> Uh
0: No, that's so smart, especially when, yeah, like you said, when you're trying to be creative, it's, it's nice to not have all of these distractions. And it's good to, like, go out and be a real person
1: and get human <laughs> yeah. experiences yeah. instead of just, like, Put you your know, phone down. Yeah, well, obviously, yeah, it goes without saying, I guess, but, uh, <laughs> like, you know, just go out and do stuff. And, yeah. Get experiences to you can cull from and
0: yeah. Well, wh- where do, where do you get your ideas from? Like, um, I know you said you don't sit down necessarily and necessarily write until like
1: you oh, yeah. kind of have to. Yeah, I, let, I, I get jazzed on an idea and then I just like sit on it. And yeah, <laughs> I'm not like a run to the to the to the pet, pet and pad. Same, uh, in the middle I of the night. I just like let that, I let that stuff cook. Yeah. Um, but you know, I kind of just like talk about it long enough until yeah, it's like, all right, ready to, I'm ready to go. I'm ready. You know, I just had my van broken into and they stole oh, all no. my notes for my new script. Oh, no. Yeah, they like left the... Who
0: steals... Uh, what? I mean, no they offense. took a
1: backpack, you know, oh, okay. my notes were in it, my, my glasses say. were in it, and oh. so I got the glasses replaced, but I got to rewrite all my ideas, you know, like I know all that stuff. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, it's like they left the... Um, the video game system, the television, the stereo, they grab my backpack and they're like a battery charger. These were
0: literal idea thieves. They stole in there, left expensive stuff.
1: When that movie comes out, uh, (laughs) I know who to go after.
0: (laughs) That's exactly right. Could you imagine? Oh my God.
1: Hey, we got movie ideas. (laughs) Selling them on the street. They
0: just, you know, that was, they hit the jackpot. You know how many cars and vans they went into before they found a writer? <laughs> <laughs> are you currently riding your 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 biker um
1: action yeah i'm about to roll up the sleeves and and yeah. get back at it um those were all the this notes week in fact yeah, i'm sorry that's okay i i you know, good exercise sometimes yeah. is to yeah. write something and then rewrite it without looking at it mm-hmm. and see how much stronger.
0: Do you already have come. the idea in, in, in mind or like, sorry, the the location? Like, did you
1: picture where it's going to take Yeah, yours? a lot yeah. of locations that I have already uh, current access to. Amazing. Yeah, I yeah. Usually. But sometimes it's l- best. the or... world dic- dictates. Um, locations. Right. Like, yeah. what am, you know what? It's just path of least resistance. Of course, it's stuff you have.
0: You're right. It. Backwards almost. You're like here's the location. This is where it takes place. Now come up with the idea.
1: Yeah, that's that's um, usually how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because locations are, you know, if you if you write beyond what you know your already existing means are, mm-hmm. you're kind of putting yourself in a hole. It's yeah. Especially if you write with intent to manifest it into a film, you better know you can get that. You know. 10 car pileup in the whatever (laughs) intersection, you know.
0: (laughs) I mean, I'd like to believe, I don't know the story behind assault on precinct 13, but I'd like to believe that there was a location first. Sure. You know,
1: or you could have been, yeah, I I don't know what the story is with that, but I mean, um, what city was that shot in? It looks like, I mean, it it looks like a dead city. Yes. um that building I guess didn't like scream police station. No.
0: What? It probably it was school it could have been a or school could have been a... that they turned into a police station. Sure. I, I think that's that's the other thing about especially like genre stuff is you know kind of keep it contained.
1: Keep, uh, it, keep it simple stupid. Keep K-I-S-S. It. <laughs> <K-I-S-S>. <laughs>
0: That's right. Um and, and and your biker film will take place around Illinois was it about like
1: Yeah. Well, it'll uh it'll it takes place in um, kind of an any town USA. Okay, we'll, yeah. We'll shoot it around here and it'll like the same way that they used Chicago and doubled it as Gotham City. That's right. That's right. I'm going to make my uh, little fantasy uh, biker run town.
0: That's very exciting. Do you think this film, um, when it comes time to release it, that you'll put it on
1: online? Or are you going to. Oh, this is. Yeah, I'm making this to make my most. Uh, Valiant and earnest effort to get this yeah, out to people. Yeah, great. And great. it's, I feel like I spent the last 10 years um, cutting my teeth as a filmmaker with all these projects that have led up till now. Yeah. So I feel like I'm in a reset point. And
0: that's awesome. I, I feel the is, same thing this right is now.
1: It's a big uh, a change in the tides.
0: Very cool. Well, that's very exciting. But, um,
1: but it's also just a bunch of talk until I get out there and do it, <laughs> truth be told. And uh,
0: on that note, I think this is a good, a good place to to end. So thank you so much for, for coming on. Hell yeah, man. And, Thanks. And uh, l- l- let's go grab a beer.
1: Let's do that. <laughs> right. I'm ready. I got the day off. There you go. Okay. Thanks, sir. <laughs> thank you.
0: And that concludes this episode of Set in Horror. That was Ryan Oliver. I am Chris Pagnosi. Set in Horror is a Sea Monsters production uh, here in Chicago, Illinois. Follow us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at set in horror and uh if you don't mind head on over to itunes and 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 rate this podcast that's how that's uh gets discovered on the itunes store um if you if you don't like it that's fine but rate it either way and uh leave a review i'd appreciate that whatever you do don't
1: death has come to your little town do you know what the most frightening thing in the world is they mostly come at night mostly i'm your number one fan i am hi i'm jackie wanna play sometimes that is better they're
0: coming to get you barbara